and we're going to do this together. It's going to be fun, but I think sometimes it's easy to let those slip. So we know that different things are true, but if somebody at your school really asked you, well, why? Why did that person fall down when they got prayed for? Would we have a good answer to tell them? I've been in that situation where people have said, like, well, why this and why that? And I'm like, you know, that's a good question. (laughs) I've seen it a lot, but let me get back to you on that. So we're going to take a look at those things. And, in fact, there's a fancy word for it. It's called apologetics. So my message tonight is called apologetics and the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be speaking for the next couple of weeks on the Holy Ghost, and I am very excited about it. And let me tell you guys, you know that I've grown up in this church, so I've heard a lot about the Holy Spirit. But I've been so excited as I've been reading my Bible again on this topic at how many things God has shown me that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really never realized it like that before. But apologetics refers to knowing why you believe what you believe. It's that simple because here's the truth. If you don't know the why of what you believe, you can be easily talked out of the what of what you believe. You've got to know the why or you'll eventually leave the what because if you can't explain it and make that connection on the inside, you're not going to stick with it. And I got super stirred up this week, man. There's some well-known people, well-known Christians who God gave a platform to who were kind of talking about this thing about deconstructing your faith. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that, but it's a load of horse hockey. And they're basically saying, I feel like the church can't answer my hard questions, so I don't believe in God anymore. This whole Christianity thing is not for me. And listen, when I look at that, I see people who maybe knew what they believed, but they didn't know why they believed it. And that's why they've gotten talked out of it. And there's a scripture I want to start out with tonight. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 1, it says, The Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed, At the end of this age, many will depart from the true faith one after another, devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. And listen, that's happening today. And I'm not trying to be intense, but I am trying to say, let's pay attention because there are people that I loved and respected who are making choices and saying that God's not real and they believe in the universe and all this crazy stuff that's Bible-based but removes God from all of those principles. They believe in meditation and manifesting things through a confession, but they think the universe is doing it for them instead of the God of the universe. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I got so fired up when I saw people talking about, I'm deconstructing my faith and making making these public announcements, and I just want to say, take a seat, man. You don't even make sense. You don't even make sense. The hard questions have been asked for years, and in fact, when we look in the Bible, there's answers to those hard questions because they're saying things like, well, how can a God who loves us let bad things happen? And I'm sure every single one of us has thought that in here. And listen, there's nothing wrong with having questions because I've had questions before, but the key is to go to the Bible and get it answered. Don't just let it be a question that festers in your mind until you believe what somebody else says. Go to the Bible and say, what, what does God say about this? I have this question, but I know the Bible has an answer, and I know God has an answer for me. So there's a spiritual movement that's rising up that Scripture's kind of intense, but it's so true. It says, many will depart from the true faith devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. We don't want that to happen to you guys, and that's part of why we're doing these series, to say, okay, what are some things that maybe we've seen in church and maybe we've talked about in church, but we may not fully understand? And that's why I'm going to talk about the Holy Ghost, because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. So how do we guard against this spirit of deception, and how do we make sure we don't depart from the truth 
I think the key is allowing the Holy Ghost to speak to us because when we allow him to speak, we're not going to be led astray. And one thing I think that is really sad that I've seen a lot of people sometimes in our church act like um, is that the Holy Spirit is the thing that has prevented our church from growing. Now, they wouldn't say that, but they would say things like, well, I would invite my friend to church, but I don't know if somebody's going to pray in tongues real loud that day, and I don't want to scare them. Or I would invite my friend to church, but I don't know if so-and-so is going to take a lap that day or jump up in circles that day. Like, I would bring people to church, but the Holy Ghost might scare them away. That's not what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost is what attracts people. The Holy Ghost brings power because without the Holy Ghost, the Bible's just another idea. It's another idea just like any other religion or philosophy. You've got to have something that says, hey, this is the truth, and this is what's real, and that is the function of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost on a very foundational level. This was the thing that blew my mind. Until I started reading and studying, I didn't really realize, I had never thought it through before to come to the conclusion of like, hey, the Holy Ghost is the whole reason I'm saved. I cannot be saved without the Holy Ghost. God cannot dwell on the inside of me without the Holy Spirit. It's so far from the truth to think that the Holy Ghost is scaring, going to scare people away. And, you know, I've been stirred up lately. Many of you guys, if you've been in this church for a while, you know that we've got prophecies that say this is going to be a region-changing church. This is going to be a church that even has influence and favor with the government in the area. And I believe the key to all that is the Holy Spirit because I don't know of another church personally in this area who believes in the Holy Ghost and flows with him like we do. And because we do, God can trust us to be a region-changing church and to have influence because he knows we'll respond to what he wants to do and not our own agenda. So the Holy Ghost is the key to all that coming to pass, and I believe that's why God would allow our church to be in that place because we do flow with the Holy Ghost and we respond to the Holy Spirit. And that's what's going to change people's lives more than, than just the Bible alone and more than just exciting preaching on its own. The Holy Ghost brings the power and brings the change that makes those things effective. So I've got three quick points tonight that I want to talk to you about why the Holy Ghost is so fundamentally important to what you and I believe and what our church believes. And the first one is that the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. And let's take a look at John chapter 16. We're going to look at verses 13 through 15. And it says, but when the truth giving spirit comes, that's the Holy Ghost, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. This is Jesus talking. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager, the Holy Ghost, will receive what is mine, what's Jesus, and will reveal it to you. One function of the Holy Ghost is to reveal Jesus to you. So when Jesus was speaking these words, his disciples were really freaking out because he was getting ready to leave. And he was telling them that, and they're thinking, Jesus, what are we going to do without you? Like, we, we need you here. You're kind of our leader. So far, you're the only one who's working any miracles. we got to have you here. And Jesus is saying, hey, it's going to be okay because I'm sending a truth-giving spirit. I'm sending the Holy Ghost to be with you. And I love that phrase, the Holy Spirit is referred to a lot of times in the Bible as the spirit of truth. We need him to lead us into truth so that we don't fall into deception. And here, you know, there's a lot of people who say, I just had this discussion with someone the other day, and, you know, she's, uh, she's on a self-described spiritual journey, and she says, I mean, I can agree that Jesus was 
real. I can agree Jesus was a man. I can agree he was a historic figure who really shook things up religiously and uh, politically at the time. She was like, I just don't know if I can buy into the whole thing like that he died for me. How could he be my savior? I think he's just a man. But you know, here's a function of the Holy Ghost. He reveals truth to us. And it tells us in Romans that the spirit himself testifies within our spirit that we are God's children. That's how you know you're saved is the Holy Ghost. None of us in this room could even know that we were saved. And when you got saved and you heard that preacher saying, hey, Jesus died for you and his love is real and he can make you new again, you felt something on the inside. That was the Holy Ghost saying, yes, that's true. That's how we know it's true. That's one of the functions of the Holy Ghost. He moves on the inside of us to let us know, yes, we are believing what's right. Jesus is the son of God. He did die for me. He came to reveal Jesus to us. And that's part of what Jesus was saying in John. He was saying, listen, listen, I'm going to leave, but it's going to be okay because my Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to reveal things to you from God. So one function of the Holy Ghost is to show us that Jesus is real. And I believe you can't fully believe in Jesus without the Holy Ghost revealing it to you. The Holy Ghost moves on every person as they're getting saved saying, yeah, this is, this is something real. And even if they don't continue to walk that out in their life, I believe they know that they had an experience and they know that one night, like, yes, I felt moved to do that. It was weird. Maybe it was a vibe. It was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost reveals Jesus to us. And for the next point, I want to say that the Holy Ghost confirms the word for us. How do we know the Bible's true? How do I know it's more than a historic text? Well, let's look in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. We're going to read for a while here for several verses. So he said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. Don't worry, it gets better. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. After saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven, and he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere, as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. That's the key at the end. God was validating the word by these signs and wonders. There's another translation that says... He confirms the word with signs following. And we've grown up in, in this church. We've seen some signs. You guys know when the Holy Ghost moved, we went to camp. People are laughing and people are crying. What's the point of all that? God is confirming his word that when he says, I'm a miracle working God and I can heal you. Well, watch, I'm going to confirm it and the Holy Ghost is going to move and I'm going to heal somebody. So maybe that person looked weird when they shook and they fell on the ground, but they received their healing. And that is the Holy Ghost confirming the word saying, yes, this is true. I'm not just going to show or tell you, I'm going to show you. I'm going to confirm it. The, a lack of confirmation results in uncertainty, right? If God told us these things, he said, yes, you can be healed, but we never saw anyone receive healing, we'd be really uncertain to think maybe that's not true. What's the first thing you do when you hear a crazy rumor? You ask around to see if it's true. Like, for instance, if you heard that I was voted most likely to clog a toilet at a party, 
You probably asked around to see if that was true, which, yes, it's true. It is true. I was voted most likely to clog a toilet at a party. But (laughs) a lack of confirmation results in uncertainty. If we do not allow the Holy Spirit to move and to confirm the word that is preached, we will have people in our church who are uncertain about its truth. They'll say, okay, I'm hearing this, you know, and I'm reading it in my Bible, but this never happens. God needs to be allowed to move and confirm his word so that we know it's true and so that new people know it's true. You know, sometimes... There's a lot of things in the Bible that sound crazy to people who haven't grown up in church. Sound crazy. Crazy. Praying in tongues is probably one of those things, right? So if they're hearing about it, they're already a little bit unsure. But I believe that when the Holy Ghost moves and they see that, they're not scared away. It's confirmation that, yes, that's true. I see what they're talking about. I see what's going on here. I don't know what's happening maybe, but I know God is moving. I know something's happening here. I might not be able to explain it yet, but I can feel it and I can see it. And that is confirmation that the word of God is true. So the Holy Spirit validates the word for us. And that's why it's so important for us to allow him to move. When we stifle him and we don't allow him to move, we're not allowing God to confirm his word. And that leaves questions in people's minds. A lot of what is taught in the Bible, like I said, sounds really nutty to people who haven't heard of it before. But when they see it, you can't deny it. You guys couldn't deny it if you saw me clog a toilet at a party, right? For now, it's just a rumor. But You can't deny something when you have seen it and when you have felt it and when you have experienced it. So the Holy Spirit needs to be allowed to move in our services to confirm the word that's being preached. The third thing I want to look at tonight is that the Holy Spirit brings God in us. Let's take a look at John chapter 14. This is a good one. I like it. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. And like I referenced earlier, the Holy Spirit is literally the reason that I know God and the reason that God is able to reside inside of me. Without the Holy Ghost... God would not be living in us right now. The Holy Ghost is God's spirit who comes and he lives in me. And that's why you can't tell me that God is not real because I know he's in me. I have felt him. I had heard him. He's in me. And without that confirmation, I could possibly be talked out of the fact that God is real. But I feel him inside and I sense him inside and I hear him. So when I choose to stay sensitive and allow the Holy Ghost to move in me, it will be impossible for anyone to ever convince me that there's no God. That's what's so baffling about some of these people who are coming out and saying these things. I'm thinking, okay, like maybe maybe you could get confused on some stuff or maybe you could say some things, but how do you say that God is not real? Do, Do you not feel him? Do you not know that he's on the inside of you? And that's one of the miracles of the Holy Spirit is that he brings God inside of us. I can be confident of God's reality because it's personal now. That scripture says you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and he will live inside of you. When I have a revelation of God in me, I can't be moved by what's going on around me. When I know that God is in me, anyone outside is not going to be able to tell me anything. I'm not going to believe because it's personal. I know him intimately. He's not just with me. He's in me. So nobody in this room could tell me that he doesn't exist. I know that he is in me. I know that he's alive because I have the revelation of, hey, God lives in me. The Holy Ghost brings our God to us. And because of that, I can't be moved by what I hear or what I see or what other people decide to do 
because of that reality. So the point of tonight is that, you know, we, our church uh, has changed a lot in the last couple of years, which is great. And we've made some really great changes and choices. But I do think some people maybe have been left saying, like, well, do we not, like, do this in services anymore? Do we not, you know, bust out and do this anymore? We used to see a lot of things that were super wild, and we're going to talk about that a little more next week. But you guys have seen, you guys remember when people took laps, like, all the time? And we had a hole in the wall from people smashing into it over and over. You guys remember? Were you too young? I remember those things. So sometimes it's sort of, you know, you can sort of think like, well, you know, that stuff used to happen, but it's not now. And I do believe that the way God moves changes and that revival looks different in every generation, and that's great. But I want us to make sure that we are not stifling the Holy Ghost or thinking that he's going to hold us back or scare off people in the congregation if he manifests. That's what's going to hook them in because that's a reality that they can't deny. So my part is to respond. And you guys have seen me. When I get prayed for in a prayer line, I flop like a fish. I wish I fell down just like a normal person. I think God started doing that to me a number of years ago, first of all, just to humble me a little bit. Um, but... I'm never going to stifle that because I want to receive what God has for me, first of all. But second of all, if that's evidence that God is moving to anyone, it's worth any kind of thing that I think is embarrassing. You know, does that make sense? Not that I'm making anything happen, but trust me, I wish I didn't like cause such a scene. And there, people make jokes about it. But I don't care because if somebody in the back row who's new to this church sees that and sees like, wow, like God just got her, that's confirmation. The power of God is real. So let's not stifle him just because we think we're going to look funny or sound funny. You know, I was dancing super crazy down here tonight because I like to have a good time. But also, it's important to me to show people, hey, it can be, it can be fun and it's not weird. God is a fun God. When the Holy Ghost moves, it's a good time. And like I said, we're going to talk next week. I'm super pumped. My message is called The Wild and Weird Holy Ghost, and it's going to be really fun. But we need to not stifle him just because we're like, oh, well, that, that might scare people off. No, the Holy Ghost is what draws people in and makes this more than just a religion or a philosophy or an idea and the more I encounter people in the world the more I realize they've got to see God moving they have to see the gifts of the spirit because without those things this is just a phase you know you guys know everybody has that friend who goes through phases TBH, I'm a friend who goes through phases. I get really into something for a couple of months and then I'm over it. But, you know, phases are so popular right now as far as, like, you know, uh, being vegan or being paleo or, you know, being really into meditation right now or, like, that's just not my vibe right now or, like, you know, I've, I've been really trying to meditate a lot lately and manifest things in my life, right? People go through these phases and they're trying things, but eventually they stop, they stop. It all sounds good, but when they get going and they start doing it and nothing's really happening, then they're out. That's me with, like, every diet I've ever been on. So here's the key to the Holy Ghost. What's going to keep this from being a phase is that power of the Holy Spirit because people can come here and they can like what they hear, and they hear that there's a God who loves them and is for them and can bring money to them and can heal them and all this great stuff. But if it's just empty words, 
you know, we'll stop seeing them after a couple of years because they'll, they'll get over it. You know, like, yeah, I went to church for a while. I liked it, but, like, now I kind of listen to this or, like, now I've been following this podcast and now I'm kind of doing other things. The power of the Holy Spirit is what keeps people locked in because it's what changes people and, like I said, confirms that this thing is real. I can hear things all day long, but when I see it and when I feel it and when I touch it and when I sense it, that is when it's real to me. And that's what's so incredible about the Holy Spirit. We know enough to know we go by faith and we don't go by our feelings. But man, when God moves and you can feel it in a powerful way, isn't that what makes camp so special? We get there and it's like you can just feel God. And we don't go by our feelings, but man, you you can feel God. And that's the moving of the Holy Ghost. He manifests to show us that Jesus is real, that the word of God is real, that yes, God does live inside of you. He bears witness in your spirit, like that one verse said, that this is all true and this is all real and it's not weird. We've got to change the way we think about the Holy Ghost and stop thinking about it as weird or, or something that's going to scare people. They may not understand it, but they can't deny the reality of it. And that's what keeps people here. And when you look at people who've been in our church for 20 and 30 years, my parents have been here for forever. I don't even know how long. But my mom was not raised in church or ever went to church. My dad was raised Catholic. So this was all very new to them. They showed up at this church in the middle of, like, wild stuff going on. You remember Dr. Jacobs talks about 95, 96, 97, 98. Those were some crazy church services. Also, some of them literally lasted three hours. That didn't scare my parents away. Why? Because it was real. I feel like I would struggle with a three-hour church service if we're going to be really honest. But these things that we're thinking are, like, so weird. No, they catch people's attention because they're real. And so many families came into our church during that time, my family and Madeline's family and probably many other people in this room because that revival was happening. And although maybe it was unusual and it didn't all make sense to them, they knew, hey, this is real. This isn't just some kind of dry message. This is real and authentic, and God is moving in this place. So the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us, the Holy Spirit confirms the word for us, and the Holy Spirit brings God in us. And that is just, I was so excited when I was going through all this because I just really had never thought through the role that the Holy Ghost really has had in my salvation and in me believing that the word of God is true. And I'm so grateful for that. So hopefully that kind of laid a good foundation tonight as we move into this series on the Holy Ghost. I'm really, really excited about it. And I would encourage you to go home and read over these scriptures over the next week because they're so encouraging. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And this is just like a side note, but I was chuckling about this earlier. If you have parents who pray, just don't even try and go off and do anything wrong because the Holy Ghost will tell them. That happened to me as a teenager because he's the spirit of truth and he knows how to reveal things that are going on. And he cares about you enough to rat you out to your parents if they're praying people. So, you know, just like a, that's my advice for being a middle schooler or a high schooler. If your parents pray, just like watch your back and do what's right because it's all going to come out. And you're going to be like, how did you know that? How did they know? But they know because he's the spirit of truth. So hope you guys are encouraged by this tonight. Next week is going to be really fun because, like I said, my message is called the Wild and Weird Holy Ghost. And we're going to take a look at some things like why do people fall down? What is the deal with people laughing and crying? Is there even any point to that? Like, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff next week, so it's going to be amazing. And I have an exciting announcement to make. Maybe, maybe I'm going to make it. Would you guys like to know who the September Encounter speaker is? Okay, that was 
a good enough response. Okay, if you guys were weak, I wasn't going to tell you till next week. We're super excited, super, super excited that we have, drum roll please, thank you, Teagues, <laughs> Pastor Caleb Rogan coming up to be with us at the September Encounter. So I had never even heard a word come out of his mouth until we were at summer camp this year. I had literally never heard him speak but he was so incredible and so amazing. So we're super excited to have him at the September Encounter. It's the first Wednesday in September, so make sure you invite your friends to that because it's going to be super fun. But I'll pray and close.